Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Daily Kaylee. We are very close to Christmas and next week's episode will be more holiday themed. But today's episode is absolutely crazy. I had actually never heard about this case until a few weeks ago when my friend and I were discussing cold cases in the Los Angeles area, and this came up. This is the disappearance of Leslie Herring. A little bit of a backstory on Leslie. Her family moved to the U.S. when she was very young. They wanted to give their children a better life and a chance at the American dream. That's exactly what she gets. She grows up to be a very successful businesswoman. She works for a security firm in Hollywood. And her husband of 11 years, Lyle Herring, was actually a college recruiter at California State Northridge. They were very happy. They did not have any children. But they, like I said, they were very happy. They were very in love. They were successful. They lived in a very nice condo complex in Hollywood. Very nice, very upscale. They were very classy people. They were happy. Like I said, everyone everyone knew they were happy. They were successful. They had it all, basically. However, on February 8th, 2009, Leslie disappeared, never to be seen again. Initially, Leslie and Lyle both disappeared, which caused a lot of alarm. Leslie's family knew something terrible had happened to them. They were so happy they couldn't believe someone would hurt them or take them. She had never missed a day of work. She was not one to ignore phone calls from her family. They just knew something awful had happened to the two of them. They contact the Hollywood Police Department and at first they have nothing. The only thing that the police noted when they visited their empty home was that Leslie had left behind her very expensive and very sentimental jewelry. Like I said, Leslie was a very classy, upscale, successful businesswoman. She was always decked out, and it was very suspicious to her family that she would leave all of her jewelry behind if she had gone somewhere on purpose, if that makes sense. Like I said, they had no leads. They had absolutely nothing. They... No one could get a hold of Lyle or Leslie, and no one had seen them. Two weeks later, we get the first break in the case, and it is absolutely groundbreaking. They find Lyle, Leslie's husband, stopped at the border of Mexico. He was attempting to enter Mexico without Leslie after he had been supposedly missing for two weeks. The Hollywood Police Department immediately go down to the border to interview Lyle about Leslie's whereabouts since he is found without her. He tells the police he has no idea where she is and that the reason he was trying to go to Mexico was to find Leslie, which is weird, but that was his story. However, only about 30 minutes into the interview, Lyle cuts it short and is done answering questions, which is very strange when you're looking for your missing wife. However, within the next few days, he kind of comes back around and he tells the police that he owes money to some shady people and that that could be the reason for his wife's disappearance. These people may have kidnapped her to get back at Lyle. 
the police seemingly bought his story, but at this point, he was their prime suspect. They were absolutely investigating Lyle. They search his house again, trying to find clues about Leslie's whereabouts. And they find a Starbucks receipt from three days after Leslie disappeared. It had her name on the receipt because her card was used to pay. They go to Starbucks to get the videotapes to see where Leslie went after she bought it, if she was with anyone. They find out that Lyle was the one who purchased the coffee using Leslie's card. They come to the conclusion that he purchased this coffee to cover his tracks and claim that she was not last seen on February 8th, that she had actually went to Starbucks three days later. He's trying to clear his name. After they come to this conclusion, they seize Lyle's laptop and his phone. On his phone, they find that a phone call was made to Lyle from Leslie's phone, and it was four days after she disappeared. They pull the cell tower records, and they look at the map, and they see that Lyle had definitely made this phone call because the two phones were right next to each other during this phone call. This is when they knew without a doubt he knows more than he's letting on, and he, he knows what happened to his wife. They knew that he was involved, but like I said, they did not have a lot to go on. They still needed more evidence to arrest him for a murder charge. Lyle's cousin comes forward to answer some questions, and he tells the police that two days after Leslie disappeared, he had a very interesting conversation with Lyle. He said that he went over to Lyle and Leslie's condo, and Lyle looks at him and says, I hurt Leslie. So his cousin is kind of like, um, okay, like, what are you talking about? He doesn't really elaborate. He just makes that very weird cryptic comment. He then asks if he could use their bathroom, and Lyle says, I do not think that would be a good idea. The cousin left shortly after because he was really creeped out by this, and that's why he decided to come to the police. The police searched his Lyle, um, not his Lyle, searched Lyle's condo a second time, and they found something interesting in this bathroom that he told his cousin not to use. They find a towel in the bathroom, which was extremely wrinkled as if it had been absolutely drowned in water and then just left to dry. And it had mold on it because it had, I mean, it was a wet towel in the floor for weeks. They believe, based on this seemingly insignificant piece of evidence, they believe that Lyle had possibly drowned his wife in the bathtub and had mopped up the water with this towel. A few days after Lyle's cousin came to speak to the police and they found the towel, a neighbor of Lyle and Leslie's came to speak to the police. And he said that he saw Lyle wheeling out a dolly of the condo and it had a wrapped up carpet on it, which may not be suspicious. But the neighbor also said that Lyle looked very frantic and like he was sweating a lot as if he was very nervous. After this interview... The police bring in special dogs to smell both of Lyle's cars. When the dogs sniffed in both of these cars, they immediately made a hit. So the police knew now Lyle was definitely his wife's killer, but they needed evidence. They needed her body. After speaking to his neighbor and finding the evidence in the trunk of his car, 
the police track Lyle using a device that they planted on his car. They were searching for where Lyle may have dumped Leslie's body. They needed proof that she was dead and not still missing. Lyle went to a dumpster area, which was in a park just about two miles from their condo. The police searched this dumpster area and had no luck finding her body. To this day, her body has still never been found. However, because of the undeniable evidence, after 14 months of investigating Lyle Herring, he has been arrested for the murder of his wife, Leslie. His trial took about a year to be sentenced, which honestly, in this day and age, is not that long compared to some of these other crazy cases out there. But he was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison for the murder of his wife. Like I said, her body has still not been found and her family still grieves the loss of her and is still asking for any tips on what happened to their, their daughter, their sister, their family member. Like I said, this case is absolutely insane and I can't believe that I never heard of it until just a few weeks ago when I was browsing cold cases with my friend. This case should have been way bigger than it was. And I still hope that one day her family gets closure and we find her body. Thank you guys for listening today. Let me know what you guys think of this episode. I will see you guys next week with a little special festive Christmas episode. Bye guys.